Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, the program for people who love their pets, and all animals for that matter. I'm Marie Hewlett, and this morning we'll be talking about a really fun Easter celebration that's coming up where pets are welcome. Sandra Chula from Ruff has all the latest about that and more. A little later, Elizabeth Bublitz will be sharing some outstanding ideas for paw-friendly landscaping. It's all just ahead, so don't go away. More Pet Place Radio is coming up right here on KGIL, AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm very happy to introduce... Sandra Trulove. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, you're with a very special organization that I love to say, RUFF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting name. And what does that stand for? RUFF stands for Rescuing Unwanted Furry Friends. Oh, which that's great. The name's kind of off because we actually do most of our rescuing with pets that aren't unwanted. It's people that really want their pets and they want to save them, so... The names kind of throws you off a little bit. Oh, I see. Especially right now with people losing homes and, yeah. and being in economic distress, they can't afford their pets anymore. So right, right, and you can't afford the vet bills. Oh, right. wow. That's what we basically do. We help people pay their vet bills. They oh, can't. their vet bills. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. You know, as we all know, vet bills are really expensive yes, now. And they are. And then with people losing their jobs in their homes, there's people that will actually go and tell the, tell the vets, you know, we can't keep the dog, put them down. Oh. I mean, and they call us and say, you know, this dog's like a puppy or a year old, and can you find it a home? Or, you know, the dog got hit by a car or is sick, and the owner's like, I can't, I can't help it. You know, wow. what can you do? Or, But most of the vets call us and say, you know, can you help? You know, the, and vet bills are expensive, and, and people basically do want to save their pets. Well, how do you keep on top of that? I mean, if you have, if you help, you know, just two or three people in a month, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Well, we don't, we can't pay their full bill. We pay percentages. It depends how much money that we have in our in our checking account <laughs> at oh, the time. Man. Um, and and you guys are probably hurting like most nonprofits yeah, right now. Yeah, are you seeing your donations going down? down yeah, we've Yikes. got some really great. Um, sponsors some we we go for grants and foundations okay. um, we've got some great people donating uh, all of our board members we don't have any paid staff okay all of our board members actually do all the work I do the phones our treasurer Shelley he writes all the checks as the pledges come in because I just do 
pledges and donations, and we've got another board member that writes our newsletter. Wow. So it's like everybody. And it's a nice newsletter, by the way. You know, this is the best <laughs> newsletter I think we've ever put out, and uh, it's a new board member that, that did it, and a friend of hers that actually donated his time. He's a graphic artist. The newsletter looks fantastic. I mean, wow. unbelievable. How so. much time do you guys all put in? I mean, this is a full-time job, isn't it? It is. I probably, I answer the phones every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I probably, maybe about four, five hours, you know, I try not to. Every day? Yeah. Wow. People call in on Sundays. You know, their dog got hit by a, by a, a car or something Saturday night or got sick and ate rat poisoning and it's in the urgent care and urgent care is astronomical. Oh, I know. I so know. I've got to, you know, I, I I didn't for a while and then I felt bad when I would get these calls on Monday and I'm thinking, oh, you know, that's another day the dog had to spend in urgent care $500 a night or something. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to answer the phones because it's you, you get some really sad stories. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. And how do you decide who you can help and who you can't? We pretty much, if I've got money in our checking account, I help everybody, whether it's with $10 or $100. It depends mm-hmm. how much we have. You know, there's there's vets that we try to work with. That oh, yeah, do those discount. vets give you special prices? Then? Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them okay. say they can't. You know, it's well, all I know even veterinarians are having some difficult times. Yes, now. I know. A very good friend of mine who's a veterinarian might be losing her job at the clinic where she works oh, really? because their their clientele is just not bringing their their pets in. Yeah, people. That's another thing. People will take them to the shelters mm-hmm. and say, you know, they'll tie them up in the middle of the night and leave them there, and you know, and people go, you know, the workers, mm-hmm. and they're they call us and they're like, we found these dogs are tied up here. What are we going to do? Oh, it's terrible. Like, mm. And it's it's really, it is sad. I think people are at their wit's end. They just don't know what to do anymore. So they need to know about organizations like REF. Right, right. And there's other organizations out there. Here in L.A., there's Actors and Others, which we, you know, we work back and forth. When they have fun, mm-hmm. they give. You know, when people call me, I tell them, okay, this is how much I can give towards your bill. Okay. And And, and a lot of these people can't give anything. You know, if their bill's $500, they're like, I don't have $10 for food. So I'll say, okay, I can give this much. Here's a list of organizations, you know, the Humane Societies, the uh, SPCA, Actors and Others. There's there's other places, but when we're out of funds, you know, you have to say, I'm sorry, we don't have any money, but tomorrow we might get a donation in from a, from a donor. You know, so it's every day is different. It's just now, very Now, what about the Southern California Veterinary Medical Association and the Veterinary Medical Association? Don't they have some branch that also helps out with helping low-income folks pay for veterinary bills? They do, but, you know, they're on a different scale. Okay. And uh, some of these places, you know, you have to fill out an application, you know, wait for the for the board to review the application and most of the people that we deal with, they don't have that kind of time. Yeah, they need to They're right, right there, right then. You know, you have to help them. They yeah. can't wait. I mean, we um, also refer to um, websites. There's imom.org, petfund.org. But, again, you have to fill out applications, wait for them to get back to you. But with some, like a lot of the dogs, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of the dogs right now, for some reason there's a lot of cancer going on in dogs and both basically retriever uh, breeds mm. and that's an ongoing thing my dog Mike Golden just went through that and had a cancerous tumor removed it was $7,000 and they oh, even did a bone wow. marrow 
test, you know, which is really painful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very expensive, but at the time you think, this is my child. You know, I'll do anything. Yeah. And then you get the bill and you're like, whoa. <laughs> you know, but I totally recommend pet insurance. Anybody that has a dog or a cat, pet insurance. You know, Huge. we had um, a spokesperson from uh, Veterinary Pet Insurance uh, come on about a year ago or so. I should get him back on again and, and yeah, revisit Yeah, especially that. now. This is, a, this is a perfect time. And people think, oh, I can't get insurance because my dog's a year old or five years old. Mm-hmm. My do- I got insurance for my dogs four, eight, and 13. You know, it's a little expen- more expensive, but not that expensive considering how much the bills are. And, and how much does it cover in terms of percentage? They actually cover, well, they have a cap, but they actually will reimburse you 80% oh, of yeah. a lot of you know, a lot of the things. I mean, there's different things that they cover, you know, and you can even, you know, upgrade to dental and, and shots and things like that. I don't have that because my, my dogs are older and, uh-huh. you know, but... And it's something you should do, actually, while your pets are still relatively young because you can't get the insurance if they have a pre-existing exactly. condition. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very, very good Yeah, pet insurance is huge. I'm, I'm really pushing that, you know. Well, you know, I know you guys um, are always looking for ways to to raise funds, and you've got a pretty fun fundraiser event coming up for Easter, don't we you? We do. This is our this is my funnest. <laughs> we have a Thanksgiving lunch, and then we have uh, the Easter brunch, which is coming up on Easter Sunday, and it's at Tivoli Two in Laguna Beach, which is a gorgeous venue. Uh, the owners there are very generous with us, um, and you can bring your pets. Do they have outdoor seating? It's it's all outdoors. Okay. We have a DJ, American Mobile DJ. He comes, donates all of his time oh, wow. to do that. Um, we, of course, have a bar, which is always good. <laughs> Champagne. Um, you're you're giving buffet. alcohol to dogs? <laughs> no, but that's why people dance with their dogs, I think. <laughs> I mean, they play all these songs, and people are up there dancing with their pets. Okay. It is a scream. But it's really fun, and, and it's, you know, Laguna Beach. It's gorgeous. Right. But um, it's $40 a person, uh, $15 for children, I think, under 12. And we've been promoting it on the radio show for the last few weeks, oh, cool. too. So oh, hopefully a good. lot of listeners will be coming on down and celebrating Easter with you. Oh, it would be great. Tivoli's a great a great place to be. Well, can, I, can I give a number to call? Oh, sure, absolutely. If anybody wants to make reservations, it's 949 Four nine four six zero four four. Okay. And um, and you probably have this on your website too. What is we that? We do. Oh, that's right. Um, our website is www.roughrescue.org, and you can go online and look at the events that are coming up. Um, you can read our newsletter online. Okay. You can um, ask to get the newsletter sent to you online. Of course, it's probably better if they just read it online to save paper and post it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, we have a great uh, website now. We never used to have one before. VPI has actually donated their time to do this for us, and, wow. and they do a great job. Again, you know, I mean, we can't afford to do all this stuff, so people that can actually do a lot of this donation for us really makes it makes a difference for people that more money that we can give to pets, you know. Okay. Now, let's say somebody doesn't necessarily have any money that they could donate, but they want to help out. Are you looking for volunteers? We're we're kind of we do get volunteers for our events for Easter and for Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, we're looking at people to volunteer, possibly to help with the newsletter, um, maybe to help me with the phones, which is kind of difficult because. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we are giving away our donors' money. So it's hard for me to just, I mean, you really have to train somebody. And I've gotten people to come and volunteer that really want to help. And, you know, they're on the phones for a week and they call me up. They're like, I can't do this. Oh, my God, I just cried all day. Or I have people just writing checks. You know, I had board members that were that answered the phones for a while. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing all these checks from them. And I'm like, what is this? They're like, oh, this story and this lady, and she didn't have any money, and, and we could only give this much. So I wrote it, and I said, you know, <laughs> it's really nice that you're doing that, but you can't do that. You know, I mean. You're going to get broke. <laughs> exactly. You know, so it, it's, a, wow. it's a very hard gig. But mm-hmm. the cool part is when people call back, and they're like, oh, my God, you saved my pet. Thank you. And, and I have them send pictures in so we can put them in our newsletter and our, mm-hmm. on our website. You know, the you saved my pet, and this is what happened, and this is what, you know, how she's doing better or he's doing better. And, and it's that's cool. Wow. That, yeah. that must be so rewarding to be doing that. That is. Well, Sandra, this has been outstanding information. Um, I hope people who are listening who have a little extra money to donate to Rev might consider doing that or head on over to your Easter event. That's right. It'll be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give your website info one more time and also the phone number if anyone wanted to make a reservation for the Easter brunch. Okay. Our website is www.roughrescue.org. And if you want to come to the Sunday Easter brunch, you can call Tivoli Tooth and make a reservation at 949-494-6044. Fabulous. I hope the event is a huge, huge success, and I wish you and your organization the very, very best. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sure glad you were able to be here today. Thank you very much for having me. It's time to take a very quick break, but we'll be back with more Pet Place Radio here on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewitt, and joining us now is Elizabeth Bablitz from Paw Friendly Landscapes. Welcome to the Pet Place, Elizabeth. Thank you, Marie. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you. What's the weather like out there? Well, here in California, it's sunny and beautiful and maybe around 70 degrees right now. And nice. So just people a beautiful are gardening. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's a great time to be out working in your garden. It sure is with your little uh, garden weasel, your doggies, huh? That's right. Or your kitties can be out there, too. Yes, they can. As long as you're supervising and bring them right back in the house when you're done. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, they will stay right near you. They love when you garden. Yeah, my kitties always come out when I'm out gardening, and they just sit right by me and lay in the sun and just enjoy it. No, it's the funniest thing, and they just bake and have a good time, and we all get dirty, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So you have a very special company called Paw Friendly Landscapes. Can you tell me about that? I love to, and yeah, we do national landscape design, so if anyone's interested, I'd love to help them out. What we do, our philosophy is pretty simple. Since that's the dog's backyard, they're going to use it more than any family member. That's we true. designed the yard, yeah, based on their habits, both good and not so good habits. And actually, there's a million zillion different types of material and plants that we use that actually make the yard more interesting and dog friendly. So nobody knows that we're creating a yard based on the dog's habits. 
for instance, like up against fence lines, dogs always seem to do squirrel patrol or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we have squirrel all these little patrol. kooky names. Uh-huh. Yes, we've come up with all these kooky names for our designs. And um, but it works. <laughs> so so you so are, you design a little trench there, huh? <laughs> exactly. We give them a three foot path. We don't put any plants in there because when a dog sees plants, dogs really have bad vision. And the reason we say that is because all of us with eyes, we have we see with cones and rods. Cones let us see color and detail. Rods let us see black and white, and not so much detail. Mm-hmm. Dogs have more rods than cones, so we we trick them. That's our philosophy. We can trick their vision, but we can't trick their little noses, so we won't even try that. So when they see plants, they'll run around them. So we don't like putting plants in their little doggy runways in the canine racetrack along the fence. <laughs> <laughs> so we let them do their squirrel patrol. Sod and grass uh, won't die anymore. We pull it all out, put in a three-foot little runway. We just use, like, rock. If dogs don't eat rock, then we'll use rock. Um, we don't like to use wood because it migrates so quickly. Okay. And yeah, and then if dogs do eat rock, or we have um, one time we did one a uh, little racetrack for Greyhound Rescue. Oh and, yeah. And oh boy, those dogs—they're gonna kick that rock everywhere. So we put pavers down, just real cheap little pavers. It's amazing how many uh, we have. So many solutions that are so cost-effective, and so many of my clients have what we need in their garage, literally chicken wire, old pavers, something like that, and we can make a yard more interesting and um, prettier based on your dog's habits. I have to tell you a funny gardening story that I have. Um, yeah? This was many years ago. I had a, a German Shepherd who's about a year old, which Aww. if you know German Shepherds, you know they're still puppies when they're a year old, and they still love <laughs> to chew everything. I had just planted six bare root fruit trees in my backyard. It took me all day long. I dug these gigantic holes, and I put in all the right soil and fertilizer, and I was so proud of myself. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know, a couple of years, I'm going to have all these great fruits. And then the next day was a work day, and um went to work, and my dog had access in and out of the backyard into the house through a doggy door. Yeah. Well, when I came home from work that day, every single bare root fruit tree that I had planted was now just a little nub sticking out of the ground. <laughs> she had chewed every last one up down the neck. And they're so proud of themselves. Oh, yeah. They are so proud of themselves. I know, I know. And you're not alone. <laughs> well, what do you do if you have a dog that likes to chew? Well, what we do is if, if, they, if we have a dog that likes to chew plants, which many of them do, we use thorny or textured plants. We use Ooh, like ouch. barberry or pyracantha. One poke and they're, or roses, uh-huh. they're not going back to that plant. If they are digging up like a tree root, because what triggers dogs? Dogs are always being triggered by something, whether it's a squirrel or if they see fabric, the landscape fabric that we, we use with rock. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll trigger dogs. They like newly, to pull that all up, don't they? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And newly laid sod mm-hmm. because the seams haven't healed in. So they'll go and play and throw it around, and they have so much fun. They're so proud of themselves. So, like, for newly laid sod, we'll just install one of those cheap, oh, you can see them at uh, Lowe's or Home Depot, any of these, any hardware store, um, orange construction fences around the newly laid sod area. 
um, to prevent dogs from getting onto it. But like in your situation where they're digging up trees, we'll just put chicken wire around the base of the tree, and so when they go over to start digging, they hit that weird texture and they don't like it and they can't get through it, mm-hmm. and so they just leave it alone. So up around trees and any plants where they're digging at the base of it, but again, a lot of things will trigger them, like um, wood, that tends to trigger dogs. So if there's a root sticking up, or perhaps you use like fish emulsion, or some sort of, of course, the smellier the more they like it, Mm -hmm. sort of a newer, something like that, that can trigger them too. So we don't like to provoke dogs in any way. We we just look at what their habits are and, you know, but like in your situation, if somebody spent all day planting fruit trees, um, of course monitor the little doggy, but you you don't know that. And Mm -hmm. that's how you learn it. It's trial and error. (laughs) So put down some uh, chicken wire around the base of it. And if you do do that, when you cut the chicken wire, it's very sharp. So we like to wrap that chicken wire either in the landscape fabric or duct tape the heck out of it because if they scratch it, they could get a nasty cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. but duct tape will age, so they need to keep an eye on that. The fabric is the best, putting some landscape fabric around it. That's what my guys do. Let me and ask you something else, too. Yeah. I've also noticed um, with my dogs over the years that if, if I'm out digging, um, and make some nice, soft, you know, freshly turned earth, um, they like to go dig in that same exact spot later on and, and make these humongous holes. I know, um, always. Can we do anything about that? <laughs> um, you know, you can. You can really put the chicken wire over. Now, you can't do anything if they're digging in the sod. That's mm-hmm. really tough. That's hard. We can't put chicken wire down where sod is. Um, but if they're digging in an area like you just planted a new tree or something and they keep going back to that bed, if it's just cosmetic, that's actually okay. We leave points of references for dogs to dig. Okay. But if it's not cosmetic, like they're escaping, they're getting under a fence, that's a huge issue mm-hmm. because the most popular, the most common um, emergency visit seen by uh, veterinarians is hit by a car. Right. And so if they're digging out or, you know, doing something that's not just cosmetic, we really do have to patch that up. And usually chicken wire will do it, but if you are digging and digging and dogs see that and then they go back later and they start digging that area, we'll sometimes just say just let them, just let them choose two or three points in the yard. Those are their points of reference. If we patch them all up, what I'm worried about is that they're going to get frustrated and start digging somewhere else. Okay. So now, sometimes we just let them. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> a dog's got to do what a dog's got to do. Thank you, because it really is their yard, mm-hmm. and we don't want to get them frustrated. And, but we don't want you to be frustrated either. So if it's really making some clients crazy, we will chicken wire it, but I always use caution. They're going to dig somewhere else. Now, I wanted to ask you, um, you you mentioned briefly about dogs digging under fences. Um, And what I saw, especially after very windy days here in Southern California, when I worked back in the days when I worked for animal control, is um, the wind would blow down fences, especially after rain when all the foundations would get soft and then the wind would come in right after that, and then out the dogs would go. Um, are there any fences that you recommend that, that stay nice and sturdy, you know, throughout all types of weather? You know, I'm so glad you brought that up. But I call them healthy fences. And one thing about fences, like, I, I, I'm just wondering, did you see a lot of that with the privacy fences? 
You know, mostly it was with wood fencing. Yeah, those big privacy fences. A lot of times, um, and when I say privacy fence, I mean the like the cedar or any type of wood that's about six foot high. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happens is a lot of dogs, when and we get this call all the time, my fence, the pitch is off now, it's becoming unstable, a high wind can knock it down, even my dog pushing up against it, because what the dogs are doing, again, dogs are being triggered in their own backyard, and they might be triggered by a squirrel, they might be triggered by, um, but normally they're triggered by other dogs passing by, Mm -hmm. or just foot traffic. And sometimes they're afraid, too, because the wind gets awfully frightening out here for some animals. Yeah. Exactly, and once the fence comes down, they'll just run. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know what else to do. But what we like to do is we like to keep um, four on the floor is what I call it. So we'll actually make little windows in these big fences. So nothing is going, they're not going to be able to jump up on the fence and harm it so it's not going to lose its pitch, and then during a high wind it can come tumbling down. Mm -hmm. So the 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 fence stays very healthy because all the four the dog's four paws stay on the ground. We do multiple windows and all we do is cut out like a three by three area, put up some chicken wire. Doggies can then patrol the area, especially if there is high foot traffic near school, on a corner lot, something like that, and they'll stay four on the floor. They'll just patrol it and the fence will stay healthy. So during high winds it can resist that. But if you if they're if the if the wind, you know, if, if you get a fence that is just going to blow down or it was poorly constructed or um, a lot of these vinyl fences, I'm not sure if out in California you guys have them. I have seen them. They look great. Yeah, and they come in different colors now, which I really like. It's not all white. So mm-hmm. at least in Colorado they come in some earth tones, and I love that. Those are real sturdy. They're very good weatherproof. Um, wood tends to age regardless of the climate. And, again, dogs jumping up on them to bark at the passerbyers or the neighbor dogs, they're going to also harm a fence, and they'll make it loose, and then they can come down very quickly during wind or rain. And so we like to keep them real healthy with either dog windows so they're not so um, frustrated and jumping on fences. Also, dogs tend to lose their nails when they jump on a fence. They can get caught, and then they have to... um, they are pretty much lame for like three weeks. They have right. To, yeah, yeah, you have to be really careful. Elizabeth, we're we're almost out of time, but I know Aww. you've got some great photos on your website. Let's get that out really fast so our listeners can take a peek over there Thank when the show is over. You. Okay, it is Paw Friendly Landscapes. Make sure it's plural. Dot com. Wonderful. Well, we need Thanks, to take our Marie. final break. Oh, and thank you for being here. But we'll be back with the Pet Place News in just a minute, so please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260 and 540. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for some Pet Place news and events. On Sunday, April 19th, Paul Mitchell, the school that is, will be hosting a fun-filled evening for animal lovers and their pets. It's a charity pet fashion show. We encourage you to dress up your pets in their best outfits to strut their stuff on the runway. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third place entries. Registration is $12 for one pet, $15 for two pets, and $20 for three pets or more. 
Admission is $7 for adults and $4 for children ages 4 and up. And, of course, children 4 and under are free. 100% of the proceeds from this event will benefit the Larry King Cardiac Foundation, the Lisa Gibbons Memory Foundation, the Andrew Gomez Dream Foundation, the Cancer Schmancer, I can't even say that one, Cancer Schmancer Movement, that's my favorite one actually, City of Hope, Food for Africa, and the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. The event will be held at the Paul Mitchell School in Costa Mesa, which is located at 1534 Adams Avenue. Call 714-546-8786 for more details. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260 and 540. Please spare new to your pets and have a great day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.